Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. For today, I've got return guest, the man. Dig that 32 best voice in Star Citizen. Welcome, buddy. How you doing today? Oh man, I'm feeling beautiful, man. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. How you doing, sir? Good, good. Dig that's been on the show a couple times, uh, both Launch Sequence and Citizen Central. We've had some good talks. Today, we're going to jump a little bit into a topic that was recently discussed on ISC, regarding star citizen um and kind of i think caught some people off off guard with how expansive they were presenting it to be but it is building interiors and kind of cities in general in star citizen and i thought it'd be solid to catch up a little bit honestly talk to you about like the game in general but also dive into the cities a little bit but before we get into it i, I would rather hear kind of what have you been playing besides star citizen what you've been up to man you think i got time to play things besides star citizen man <laughs> <laughs> nah, actually, um, this uh, this game dev that I'm doing contract work for sent me a uh, a Quest Two VR headset, so I'll be getting oh. a, a little bit into that, man. Yeah, man, VR, I have VR. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't used it in a long time. Mine's been collecting dust, but the Quest doesn't have no wires, so it alleviates all that headache. So I've been messing with that a little bit. I feel like VR is one of those things that once you lose the wires it must be in, impossible to go back to having that dangling off your head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a headache, man. Like I said, mine's been sitting in the box collecting dust for I don't even know how long, man. Do you So uh, much more convenient. Yeah, I bet. Do you play it in Elite? Uh, no, I haven't gone back to Elite. I did initially when I started my channel. That's what I was doing was playing Elite in VR, mm-hmm. which is an awesome experience, man. If you ever get the opportunity to get a VR headset, download elite dangerous it's probably the best experience you could have if you're a space space game fan that's what i've heard that like um you don't really get the scale of that game until you get it in, in vr and go next to a ship or something yeah that's 100 percent true man i can't imagine it in star citizen looking up at a reclaimer Ooh, i can wait <laughs> i i know that people think it might not happen and of course it's always a possibility it won't but sylvan on the on the engine team is uh very very dedicated to the idea of vr and i just think it would be too good an t- opportunity to pass up oh yeah once they get this thing optimized which is a ways yeah. away yeah yeah working towards it speaking of which have you gotten to play much 318 i have oh my god have you been playing it since it's been available to oh yeah. my god this is the most i've ever played an update <laughs> Oh yeah, Honestly, man. We've yeah. been playing it since what mid December, something like that. Yeah, it's been it's a lot better than it used to be. Um, it was a grueling, grueling process, but they've got it a lot better bit by bit. I think the thing for me now, because I've been taking a little bit of a break from it, because I'm mm-hmm. tired of uh, of logging in and then restarting every other yes. day. Yes, yes. That's getting a little crap. old now. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you. you you kind of get sick of doing that when it comes to live servers when they do a wipe or something, but then you get into the mm-hmm. BTU and it's like every four days you have to do yeah. your character, your starting location. And you know what's the most annoying part is like when you load in for the first time, you can't access your friends list. So like if you want to oh, meet yeah. up with someone, you have to go pick a starting location first and then jump back out to, to meet your friends. That drives me nuts. 
Yeah, it's like trying to meet up in, in Vegas or something like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> always a good time, though. Um, it, it becomes one, yeah. So what, what in 318 has been getting your attention? Um, definitely a big fan of the salvage gameplay. So I'm glad that PES is allowing us to do stuff like that. Uh, salvaging is super chill. I understand that's not going to be for everybody, but it's for people like me. People who want to sit in the verse and chill and socialize a little bit. Or just you... not talk to nobody. Yeah, yeah, that's the best part. Come on, people. Mm. Nah, just <laughs> asteroids. That's all I need. Or or derelict right. ships. Um, how do you compare it to mining? Like, if you were gonna, because mining was kind of the chill way to play the game before. Would you say this is more so? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. If you could find a spot where you're not very likely to run into other people, then <clears throat> yeah, it's one of the few times I would play this game with music on. Typically, I don't play games with music music on because I'm scared somebody's gonna sneak up on me. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and about wonders if it's gonna be different because you know right now they just got just tons of derelicts laying around just so we can test this all. Yeah, how much less opportunity are we gonna have for that once this thing is actually live? Are they gonna keep those in? What's gonna happen is the question I've I've been having. Yeah, and like over time too, because obviously it's buffed right now, so we test it all. But over time, how much harder is it gonna get to find a good derelict? That's that's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where is Tony Z? <laughs> <laughs> um, you put out a video a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, looking at the like the smaller features of 318 a lot of people are putting out videos talking about salvage and pes and the stuff that we were just mentioning but like you got into the nitty-gritty details how long did it take for you to find all that stuff that was pretty good by the way i mean i think there were a lot of things in there that most people probably didn't notice just looking at videos i appreciate that um at time, I don't know. Time in this game, that stuff just. That's why kinda... I'm curious because it's just <laughs> you spend an hour, you find what you're looking for, then you die. You got to spend another right. hour finding it. <laughs> nah, it was just, uh, <clears throat> I knew I wanted to do something like that. So every single thing that was a little bit different, I made sure I hit record for that. I mean, I wish I had the storage to just hold down record and then record everything. But yeah. yeah. Well, wow. how do you, what do you think of the fact that like, at least I feel like over the last maybe year, year and a half, uh, updates have started to have these more of these like little additions that don't really get cards or don't get mentioned all that much and just kind of come in and improve the game. Um, you think they're doing a good job with that? I think so. It's, it's, uh, it's my cup of tea because the roadmap, them taking it away from us, or not taking it away, but you know how we had that extended roadmap with uh, everything that they hope to do. Yeah, I like having surprises. I didn't think I would, but now I love getting the game, seeing something that that we were not aware was going to be in, and then being able to share it with people. That's one of the coolest things about it. Yeah, even even simple, dude. Like so much stuff, man. Yeah, even simple stuff like just the new animations, like idle animations, checking your Moby glass. Yeah, you know the idle animations are a huge surprise. I feel like I don't even my character doesn't even update. <laughs> like the rendering of my character doesn't update often enough for people to see that idle idle animation. That's obviously that's hyperbole, <laughs> but like you get what I mean. Like it's such mm. a small detail you wouldn't really expect to see it in Star Citizen right now. Right, and the breathing, the breathing, it was so subtle. I didn't notice it at first till somebody on the stream said something, and I looked, and you just see your characters 
breathing. That's little right. small touch, but each little small touch adds up to a little bit more life. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, some people would say it's RP stuff, but like that's polish. It's it's not yeah. polish because it's being done in alpha, but it's polish in the fact that it's just going to add on top in the future. That'd mm -hmm. be nice to see. Um, how about before we move on to like the the cities and stuff? How does three eighteen compare to the last few patches we've been having? Like the three seventeen X's. Yeah, and and three sixteen, even going back to like three fifteen with uh, the inventory and medical systems getting introduced. Like over the last year, do you feel like this? It's still in PTU, so it's hard to say. But do you feel like it? It's doing better or worse than those were at their points. Uh, well, obviously, stability wise, it is uh, not <laughs> stable. Other than that, as far as content, I think this is it's, it's a game changer, it, kind of in a subtle way because a lot of it is so much so much of it is on the back end, but it's enabling us to do some really cool things that we weren't able to do before. Yeah. Like stash a ship full of supplies like 10 kilometers north of the river on Microtech or, you know, just leave stuff around and uh, the, the cargo stuff, soft death stuff. These are more like we've had more where it felt like uh, numbers wise, more things added to the game. But now I think we have more meaningful stuff added to the game. Yeah. Does that make it's sense? A, yeah. It's not like you put it on paper and it sounds like an impressive game. Uh, but it it brings Star Citizen kind of up to a level where you feel like it's developing its it's I don't want to say its own culture, but like its own kind of atmosphere, its own feel. Like mm. it's actually becoming a game as opposed to what a lot of people call it a tech demo. <laughs> yeah, tech like demo. the um, the missions teams we just saw recently, they're not coming in and talking about how like they're doing their work based on what they saw from PES. Right. So it's like not it's not like Pez itself came in and made some big difference. But now we see that other developers can use it to do some pretty big things we've been waiting for. That's true. That's true. And I'm, I'm really I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen in the point X patches since stagger development. Well, actually, no, that kind of goes back to the Lando thing. Are we going 318 X first? <laughs> Now confused. Yeah. He had yeah. a great whiteboard presentation, but if you didn't take notes, man, you're gonna you're gonna forget some of that stuff. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten to see that. Um, for those listening, Dig That's referring to an episode of Star Citizen Live recently, where Jared, uh, who who hosts the show, whipped out a whiteboard, went full on Microsoft Paint on us, <laughs> and and gave like the whole breakdown of how their kind of like their builds work, how they ship parts of the game or something. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, and it sounds like it was pretty good. I've got to go watch it, but uh, I, I would say I'm also kind of interested. I think we'll probably get a 318.1 for, for stability's sake, and then, oh, yeah. and then 319. And then you don't really know what's going to happen after that, but like the way that it sounds like they're talking, the point patches are places where they're absolutely willing to drop new features in now, right? Like They're not really differentiating between a point patch and a regular patch yeah pretty much that's that's what i got out of his presentation um because what he was doing was addressing people who were saying that well these 317 point x patches weren't real patches because they're point x's 
And he was explaining that that's not the case, that they're rerouting stuff through those point X patches since we're still or since they're still uh, developing and, and stabilizing 3.18, yeah. which is going to take a while. Outside of his explanation, how did you how do you feel or how were you actively feeling about all the 317 point point X patches? Did it bother you? No, because <laughs> I like to set myself up with the right expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes what they say might not align with with that or with other people's expectations or they maybe some things might not be communicated to other people's liking. But since I read everything and I'm sure you do, too, or as much as you can, um, you know, I, I know what to expect. And we knew that 318 was going to be this long process where we weren't going to get our hands on it for a long, long time. So these it was it was a long summer, man, of 317, 317, 1, 317-2. Um, but I expected yeah, it. Was, it was getting really painful around like October, <laughs> November time. It was really starting to weigh. <laughs> but I'm 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 in agreement with you there. I mean, I get I get I get <laughs> I guess I get mocking it if like you don't know what the numbers mean, but mm. like we're all used to getting point point X patches, like point one patches. I think they've been doing it pretty consistently for like three years now, where they'll they'll do kind of like a halfway bug fixing patch, which I guess is what Jared was saying is that's no longer the pa- the case. They're they're not halfway patches; they're full patches. But up until now, like we we were pretty used to a point one patch, so I was cool with that. Point two, I was I understood was like their their three eighteen where they wanted to drop updates. It was kind of point point three and point four <laughs> where it started to get a little bit. It well, was that's like, enough oh, of that. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, regardless, I don't care about the numbers to be honest. It's like I'm just looking at the features. Like, what are you adding in the patch? I don't care what the patch is called. Exactly, exactly. As long as they're giving me something new to play with every three months, I'm completely one hundred percent cool. Yeah, and I think that was a good idea on their part. Were you playing the game before twenty before three when they would do their patches based on like when the content was ready rather than just four patches a year? I don't, I don't really remember. I don't think so though. Nah. You don't have to know a year around. It year was, was it would have been twenty eighteen was when they started. I think I might have hopped in twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah, but before that was what it was it was a repeat of last year basically um when we wanted to get 3.0 they told us it was going to be at a certain point it was you know of course woefully outside of that window um but we went like a whole year without updates because they were doing that same thing where they were like we're only dropping the patch once the content is ready rather than just pushing out the stuff that's already ready and so Uh, it was kind of like what happened with 317 okay yeah, and and they switched from that after that year because they were like, this isn't going to work. We need to do, you know, patches every quarter. And since then, I think, like you said, man, it, it works. As long as they're putting something new out every quarter, you got something else to look at. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I I fear what's going to happen with server meshing, going into testing and BTU <laughs> and stuff, but, but we'll see. <laughs> you think um, it's going to be rougher than, uh, you know, how, how PES went? I mean, there's no way of knowing, but server meshing is a pretty, it's a, it's like a pretty big piece of tech, right? Even outside of video games, like it's used in, I think, finance and stuff, but it's still a, a 
like a thick concept. It's like not something that you just throw into a game and it's good to go, right? Right, right. So, so I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of like testing the edge cases. I think that's what they were saying on ISC yesterday. It's like, yeah, we'll get server meshing in at some point, but like there's going to be a lot of weird things. Like what if a mission doesn't complete? You're in a different shard or like all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, man. Six months testing doesn't, wouldn't surprise me. Ooh, that's a long time. I, yeah. hope, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope not. The hopes, my hope is that they like start Evocati testing on server meshing right when we're starting to get 3.20 or whatever the patch at the end of the year is called so that it's like mm. we're not just sitting there on old an old update waiting for server meshing we actually have something interesting to take our time yeah definitely man we'll see that's why i like to stagger the development because any you know things that uh didn't make it into the patch that's that we just got will be in the next one we got something to look forward to while they continue on the other stuff man yeah yeah, and it makes sense. If you have a big company, make them working at different timelines. Speaking it's of so e efficient. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, no, no. It's so not. efficient. I can't imagine how it would be to work there. That is a lot of stuff coming in and out, in and out, in and out on various different levels. And it seems like <laughs> it seems like a catastrophe. And I don't know how they <laughs> wrangled that thing, but that seems like so impossible. Like a film director, a a uh, a front office guy for a football team seems like play just just tiddlywinks compared to what they're doing yeah it's like combining a big big major movie with like a app development because you got crazy <laughs> timelines for movies and you got to refer to all these different teams but for app development man testing getting it to run correctly figuring out what the problems are figuring out what you can and can't do i am not i'm not jealous uh when they set out the vision of Star Citizen, I'm, I'm guessing there are people now who are looking back at that and being like, oh boy, maybe we should have <laughs> toned things down a little bit. But it's Chris. It's Chris Roberts. <laughs> That's Side thing. note, man, I'm, I'm sitting there getting jealous that your uh, skin, I'm going to have to find out what your skin regimen is. You're <laughs> over there looking all, all nice and Bro, crisp. Bro, I'm shiny. I'm so uh, shiny. Hey, that looks better. I'm looking dry. I'm using <laughs> this new stuff, and it's got to be looking dry. I need that that glow. You gotta, you gotta refer to Mrs. Tomato. She's she got me on on a regiment, and it works wonders. Niacinamide, like moisturizer, uh, and and sunscreen. <laughs> it's all it takes. <laughs> That's what's so got like five bottles lined up on the seat. Yup, yup. Little little little. Uh, gosh, what do they call the little? droppers that you use the syringe not a syringe jesus uh, i forget what they're <laughs> called little things that you pick up liquids with and then squeeze out whatever i don't know skincare that's mrs tomatoes <laughs> thing i just benefit from it um there you go but let's talk about i don't want to say 4.0 like they did introduce building interiors with this whole road to 4.0 thing but we're just going to assume that it's it's a feature somewhere in the future i'm not putting dates or numbers on anything anymore <laughs> um but building interiors are something we've kind of known about, and it, and it feels like they were like teasing it for a while. They had it on the progress tracker, and maybe they mentioned it once or twice here and there. But like last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, we got a legitimate look at what they have planned for building interiors, um, and it's pretty huge. It, it, it's it's an expansion of cities overall. But well, what were your initial thoughts from seeing that? I was amazed. I was blown away. 
because that's some yeah they have mentioned things like that uh but it was one of them things i lied and they're never gonna do it i'm like the biggest optimist and i was like and it, that ain't gonna happen, i get man. you <laughs> I, I get you i was also i was like building interiors okay well like i just pictured basically more of cedar Morrison, just like some offices for mission spaces right 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 but that's uh jeez man I had this I had this line in my next video where I'm where I'm talking about that with with great back end technology comes great possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and they're making it happen, man, cuz like who would think to make like fill out all the buildings that are usually just background eye candy. That's crazy, man. It's craziness yeah. and it opens up so many game possibilities. Like just some buildings opens up a ridiculous amount of game possibilities. That's crazy. This game is insane, man. I don't know what kind of uh, <laughs> voodoo that they're doing over there, but rub a little bit on me, CIG, because uh, it's, it's it's looking dope. It's looking like this man's skincare regimen. <laughs> <laughs> the skincare is here to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a skin the skincare special. That's um, right. Yeah, it's it's kind of. I remember back when they were first adding Loreville, and they were talking about landing zones and. Uh, in particular, player housing, because pe- everybody, when they first introduced Lorville, obviously the first question was like, hey, how are you going to let all of us live in this city and like get our ships and all that stuff? And they kind yeah. of mentioned, they were like, yeah, we'll probably add buildings, you know, uh, as as the landing zones increase and the game gets bigger, we'll add residential buildings in different parts of the city and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was looking at that and I'm like, yeah, I'm an optimist. I love this. This sounds amazing. But in the back of my head, I was like, how the hell? Excuse my language. How are they gonna? <laughs> how are they gonna go and like just make a bunch of buildings in a city where people actually live and not you know instance them out? And they didn't say that word for word they're gonna do that, but like they were talking pretty hefty numbers with player housing when it came to building interiors. Like they, it actually sounds like they want to just have straight up mega buildings from like Cyberpunk with people having apartments. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you? What? They got the maze. Yeah, they've got the maze in the offices. <laughs> it's like it's yeah, just real. wild to think about. It's hard to I don't know. It's it's hard to imagine that coming to fruition for me. It is hard to imagine because it's it's something we've all we've we take it as a given that when you see crazy buildings in the background, they're for show. That's like the rule. Because yeah. it doesn't for most video games, every other video game, doesn't make sense to try and fill those things out. Cause it's not a uh, big chance you can uh, first fill them up with a bunch of useful stuff, and then two, uh, finding ways to put gameplay inside of it. It's a huge undertaking, but uh, I don't think they know the meaning of a huge undertaking. They just do. <laughs> they just do it. They they'll say crazy things and <laughs> they, then do them. They start, and then two years later, they're like, "Oh, this is a huge undertaking." Okay, <laughs> but see. it's crazy. Think about it. Remember when they was like, uh, yeah, we're going to have seamless landings. We was like, ah. And then they did it. It was like, all right, we're going to have a planet that's 100% or 99% just covered in buildings and infrastructure. We was like, and then they did it. It was crazy, but they keep doing this stuff. It might not come as soon as we'd like. That's one thing. They tell us about it so soon that we're just waiting on it, waiting on it, waiting on it. But then they, they eventually do it. Yeah. That's that's the one thing is it takes a while. And I think another thing that shoots them in the foot with this is how 
like for instance, this actually happened last week. They had the art director come on and talk about basically his part of the job, him and his team's part of the job, which since he's the art director was all art. It's all concept art. Um, mm. And because they have, because they like do it in order. So I'm sure we're probably going to see like, um, uh, like a feature developer or a mission director or like a level designer talk about these again later this year and talk about it with more kind of actual features that would be in it. But this week it was all concept art and you saw people be like, all they're showing is concept art. Like, I don't care about this. This is all you ever do. Why are you doing this? And it's like, well, it's not the right person. And so it's like, mm. like you said, um, it's crazy that they, they show this stuff. It, it's insane scale, but they always get hurt by the fact that they can't show it all at once, that they have to show it in, in production. The same thing happened with Pyro, right? Like we've been on the road to Pyro for three years. Shit. Oh, is it just three? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been a while. I don't know, man. You get different numbers <laughs> for different people. But yeah, it's it just repeats itself. That, that same thing. Yeah, uh, I get it. They get they has they have to sell a game. They gotta sell some dreams to to move some units over there. Um, but it seems like <clears throat> they they kind of don't have to or shouldn't have to as much because they're so financially solvent that they don't have to always, they don't have to ABC always be selling, which it would be nice for a lot of people to temper some of those expectations until they're closer to ready. But you know, that's how they feel. They got to, to, to sell the game and I'm not, I can't really be mad at them. It's, it's such a, it's hard. Uh, it's just part of the position they put themselves in. Like they, they kind of market the game and talk about it like people should expect it to be a full game. But then when people get into the game, it's like, well, this stuff's all being tested, you know? Uh, mm. You can't just look at it and, and expect everything to be working right now. So they keep, they have to, I don't know. It's a balance. But building I interiors like, uh, is one of those things. I feel like I'm responding with, with how you're talking. With uh, I'm putting my Montoya hat on. And I, <laughs> I'm being effervescently positive about this. No, <laughs> More I mean, so than I typically would just to go a little somebody, bit against the grain here. Somebody's always got to be the devil's advocate, right? That's right. I'm, I'm positive about it too. Building interiors make me feel a lot more confident about cities being worthwhile. Because we knew that they needed to expand them. Uh, they need places for mission givers and drop-offs and missions and all this stuff. And up until now, it was kind of like, man, are they just going to try and add? Are they just going to take the Lorville ground area and expand and like double it? Or are they actually going to try and make use of the space they have? And it, it seems like this is a realistic method, as, as crazy as I sound when I'm trying to imagine it. It does sound realistic for filling out the cities. So I am positive. I just... I want to see it. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's that w that phrase you said. Uh, cities being worth it. That's a there's something to be said about that there because cities always seemed like something you just had to deal with until you uh, got out of the cities and then you just set up on space stations. At least if you're trying to uh, use your time efficiently. Yeah. There's always been a need for uh, cities to have more uh, necessary things, necessary reasons to visit the city, be in the city. Yeah. So, yeah, you're what, right. What do you even go to cities for right now? Um, I think if I'm going to a city, it's either I'm going to my home place to pick up something that's, you know, where all your stuff is stored, wherever your home residence is at. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to Orison because 
that's like the gateway to other stuff like uh the new platform missions there right that's actually a really good answer because you basically just prove the point right you go to orison because they gave you stuff to do but everywhere else i i i legitimately don't go to any city for a thing like it's usually to meet someone or something or maybe if i need a gun. Mm. but they're yeah, trading they're just... okay that's fair yeah all y'all cargo haulers and looters out there need someone right. to drop off. But yeah, man, I, the cities, you see it a lot. People f- just feel like the cities were kind of pointless. You know, hey, we got a space sim. Why are you throwing cities in here that don't give us anything to do? <laughs> and it's nice that, you know, now they are. But that also begs yeah. the question. Do you think they're focusing too much on ground gameplay in a space sim? With these cities, outposts, caves, underground facilities vehicles it's just like a it's a lot of ground stuff how do you feel about that well i feel like it's like because initially they was talking about star citizen would be the best space and the best damn space sim ever and then chris calling chris like another dude anyway chris put that a uh, letter from the chairman where he stated this would be the best damn everything sim ever and i buy into that because i love elite dangerous but i thought it was so just i like being in space space is dope so i got into it but it feels like that's just half of a i want to live my best space life not just flying spaceships Mm -hmm. um that's that's part of it man that's part of the whole space opera thing you got to have some some ground love and alien places on on foot i see a lot of I guess not a lot, but I've seen people call that out. Um, hey, this is a space sim, and it's cool that they're doing everything. But at the same time, you know, I, I kind of just want to fly a spaceship. And there's definitely a debate to be had about, like, should this be only a space sim? Should they be focusing on this being the everything game? And I think a lot of people are looking for what you're talking about. Like, not just about flying a spaceship. It's like being in space whether that's going to another planet or living in a city that has spaceships flying into it, right? It's just kind of like a sci-fi world as opposed to just a space world. Right, right. Do you, I mean, is it, it, it completes it. You can't have the expanse without some, some ground place, some getting stuck in the caves and people dying from whatever that was they was <laughs> dying from. Can't have, can't have the expanse without Earth putting their thumb or they're putting their <laughs> hand on the throats of the belters. <laughs> is what you mean to say Delta Lauda. the pitiful planet dwellers <laughs> yeah i think i think it adds to it i mean i've played other space games where there where there's no planets uh like x4 is a good one great game amazing simulation but you can't go down to planets and like you really feel like you're missing i think context is what it adds getting to go to gravity and like have a horizon and everything definitely makes the space parts of that game feel a little bit more legit. Yeah, yeah, you are right about that. I didn't think of it in that way. You you put it way better than I did. No, um, man, we both put it good ways. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you like sucking no, man. <laughs> um, how do you feel about like mission wise? Do you think that they're they're doing a lot? Because we've gotten Siege of Orson, Jump Town. Um, we're getting the new siege missions. Uh, we've gotten missions at outposts and like ruins recently. Do you think that they're also giving us enough space-based content to to justify that? 
are they giving us enough, giving us yeah are like giving us enough space content to justify what yeah like missions and stuff to do in space are they matching the amount of effort they're putting into the content on planets in in your opinion just from playing no to... no i think that uh missions missions in general is just uh really slept on it is crazy because there's so many opportunities and i realize they want to uh perfect all these other things that go along with the missions like the ai doing search maneuvers and all that stuff but uh just missions on foot in space everywhere it feels like it's really being slipped slipped on and i can't see a reason why usually i could find a reason to justify just about anything this one i, I can't figure that one out seems kind of like they're waiting a little bit for pes because now suddenly they're talking about cargo mining and salvage missions We've been crying True. for cargo missions for a long time. But like, okay, so have you ever played the mission where you go to that down satellite and you recover this? I don't know, it's a chip or something that pops out of the satellite. Yeah, I think once. <laughs> that's that's whatever the mission giver's name. I can't remember what it is. That's his only mission, and it's different from any other mission. Well, I guess generally speaking, though, because you're going to collect or something, then taking it someplace. Mm -hmm. But it gives it a little bit more flavor. Uh, some flavor that we don't see, like a down satellite. I don't think I bet I bet half the population in in Star Citizen has not seen that mission. More than that, and I bet. Probably, to be man. honest, yeah. Because I I play this constantly, and I haven't done that mission in like four years. Yeah. See. Yeah. There's a lot of extra missions that aren't tech reliant that we could be doing right now. That and I had a video that I man I, I make so many videos, crumple them up, throw over my shoulder. But there's so many things that we could be doing with the available tech that we're not. And I've never understood why, because it's not like it, it increases the amount of resources that, you know how they made, well, actually, that's, I don't know if that was a fact or debatable. What I heard was, remember they took Levski out? Yeah. Delamar? Like, it was, I don't know if it was a fact, but it, it was in people's minds that it was taken out because they were kind of at the limits of their resources. And so mm -hmm. that kind of freed up some things. So I guess I was saying all that to say is that we're not at that. We're not at that point anymore where we need to sacrifice stuff. And it's something that small, I think, should be in there. And what I mean by that is missions. We need more, more, more. Then people can stop saying, yeah, there's not just a lot to do out there. You got to make your own fun. I agree with you. We need more missions. I, th I think the... Uh... I think the mission givers are something they're going to look at after server meshing. I think they gave up on the mission givers for a bit just because they performed so bad. I mean, like they were terrible. Did you, did you run the mission givers a lot when they first came in? This went like 2019? Yeah. Everything except uh, Tisha Pacheco. How, how often were those missions actually finishing for you? Hmm. I don't think I ever had a problem with no. uh, the mission givers missions failing. That's all. But That's I, I guess, that, you know what? I guess I didn't play them as often as I was thinking. Yeah, because I always, you know, you get those invites. you like, like, come meet me. I'm like, dude, I'm on the other side yeah. of the, the star system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they always do that at the worst times. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they were really buggy and CIG was just like, let's cut our losses and put this away until the game's better. So I, I hope that they get back to them next year, especially the mission givers, because like normal missions are cool, but the mission giver missions at least have some story to them. Right.
Right. Like that guy in Grim Hex, you go back there, and I think they took that out. You would go in the back of that place, you know, where you get, you get the tiger claws out of that display case. You would go in the back back of that place, and this hologram would pop up. Rudo, it was yeah. a cool idea. Okay, that was Rudo. Yeah. I always heard the name. Never knew who. I always forget the names, man. <laughs> yeah, Rudo, I always remember because then it sounds kind of like a dog name to me. No offense to, it to does. Rudo. But yeah, it always just sounded <laughs> like it. You call your golden labrad golden retriever. Hey Rudo, come here. <laughs> He's best. Come here, start stop giving out those those illegal missions, Rudo. Come here. Um <laughs> so in chat, a good point being made about the the focus on ground gameplay versus game space gameplay is how important the idea of space legs are to to Star Citizen as a game. And to be honest, I think I've been in it long enough that I forgot the novelty of it. But like it's a good point. If, you, if you're going to have a space game that is focused on interaction and using your legs and moving around, you should build a lot of ground for it, right? Yeah, I forgot about that, too. It just seemed like a given. Like, you make a space game, you should be able to get out and walk. That was such a, a long, long road to that in Elite Dangerous. I was <laughs> going to say, believe I forget. as an Elite Dangerous veteran out here forgetting about how how important space legs are so you you haven't played elite dangerous since uh odyssey very much no since odyssey like i did a couple of videos after odyssey dropped and then i might have played it one or two times since then what happened why'd you why'd you stop playing it just that didn't it, it didn't feel like the rest of the, it felt tacked on it didn't feel like the rest of the game um there wasn't it i don't know it felt like running laps just going and doing the same thing run a lap do the same thing over and over and over and over which i could i guess you could probably say uh there's some similar similarities with star citizen in that regard but they at least feel different especially when you get a group group of guys together that was gonna but, be uh, a follow-up is like how how is star citizen different in that regard um maybe it's not that different but it feels different, maybe even <laughs> down to the it, well, I guess it's just the experience, like the weapons, they look like toys, they sounded like toys, like you pick up a P4 AR and Star Citizen, it feels like you got an assault rifle in your hands. So there's little stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, there's something missing it. It feels very devoid of something that I can't put my finger on. Hmm. It's so interesting seeing the context between the two because it feels like they both chose different paths to the same goal. Like Star Citizen wanted to start out with all the groundwork and the planets and all that stuff and just like build it up slowly to make sure that worked. Elite Dangerous kind of got a really good concept together, made it work as a game, and then tried to add that stuff on afterward. And I wonder if, if the model that Elite Dangerous did could have worked better. Like... You look at how they both turned out and you would think, okay, well, obviously the Star Citizen model is the right way out of those two to make this kind of space sim. But I wonder if Elite Dangerous, they could have done something to make it work and ended up being, um, I don't know, I guess the winner in that race, not to put them against each other. I just, I wish ED had a future or a clear future. Yeah. I think they're kind of wrapped up in the limitations of the engine. I think they... The next Elite Dangerous game, the sequel, is the answer to what a lot of people want out of that game right now. I think they have hit they, the limit. Have they talked about that? 
an, another game? No, 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 they haven't. They haven't. That, but I mean, <laughs> it just feels it just feels like that's the only avail- step available to them because they don't even have ship interiors, right? They haven't pulled out, or excuse me, they haven't released a a new ship in three or four years. Like since I was covering Elite Dangerous, which wow. is a long time ago. Yeah, the Mamba was the last new ship they released, and that was eight. Hey, that's when I'm still using my VR headset. That was a long time ago, man. That's pretty wild. I didn't I didn't realize that. I thought that they were still keeping up with the updates pretty regularly. I'm gonna have to find somebody who's who's playing the game uh often because that's that's worrying. Yeah. Considering they yeah. dropped the console <laughs> development and Odyssey has been struggling quite a bit and like they're not releasing new vehicles for folks is that's rough. It is, but they're under new leadership now since uh, David Braven stepped down. So oh. you never know. They might pull a rabbit out of the hat. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who is listening, which I guess is everybody who can hear this, <laughs> uh, the, the, the call to prayer is out of the background. So if you, heal guy, if you hear a guy wailing away, uh, don't worry. It's okay. We're safe. We're good. He's just, you know, he's letting people know. Um, let's get back to the cities. In the ground gameplay the okay. the building interiors i think and they actually showed one of the shots in r corp reminded me of the fact that like r corp has different areas you ever been to the other places besides area 18 in r corp yeah they're pretty much just rooftop landing areas yeah yeah so when they were talking about the building interiors i feel like it kind of made me think maybe they could build those out with their own interiors, make them little mini landing zones. What do you think of uh, multiple landing zones on a planet? Too much work, too much effort, or worth it? Definitely worth it. I mean, I've in my head, this is Dig that's it's like, give it's me more. They, <laughs> <laughs> it's what they've uh, talked about doing for the longest because they. I can't remember. I can't quote it, but they were saying that what you see now on the planets is is like nothing compared to what's going to be there. It's, it's going to be filled out. And so I expect that. Like, it's not been in my mind that it, it would it would never not be completely full of stuff with, okay. with several different landing zones. That's fair. I, I always imagine like places like Terra would have them, but I guess I just did not expect them to have a, a an ability to, I guess, make more cities on a planet. Uh, the outposts, sure, but like Full-on areas with hangars and stuff surprised me. Well, major cities, I, I that yeah, is, is that what you mean? Like more major yeah. landing zones? Oh, not oh, not a yeah. not another area eighteen, but like something in between, say area eighteen and like the homesteads that they're talking about. Okay, yeah, I, that I can see at homesteads and stuff, and maybe smaller like area eighteen, area eighteen's yeah. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, size yeah. of uh, like the little area where the the little cog is, is spinning mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Yeah. Nothing, or, uh, nothing beyond that. Just like a central location. Like they were showing with a bunch of hangers and then like four or five buildings off the side of it. Nothing crazy, but like another area for, for things to be, uh, I think is, is pretty cool. I actually used to look at the Stanton system like two years ago, say three years ago. And I actually think that's what it was going to look like. I don't know why. I think it's really dumb, especially lore wise to think that there's going to be like, 
10 outposts in a system that has that much going on. But I keep seeing them add new locations, and I'm like, oh, Stanton's going to be a lot more crowded than I was thinking. Yeah. What I always wondered, what do, you, do you think that once we're in Pyro, that like Stanton would just empty out? Or do you think there would be people just sitting back taking advantage of the situation? I think if, if Stanton could empty out, then CIG didn't do a good job with Pyro. Because they, they should like they should be making it so that they balance each other out a little bit, right? Like if you're a good person, you should be worried about going to Pyro. If you're a bad person, you should be worried about going to Stanton. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, they gotta balance the equation out. I do think like we're all just gonna go crazy and flood into Pyro for the first quarter because that's that's oh, what yeah. we do. We're we we've got problems. But over time, yeah, I think it'll start to be like, okay, I love cargo hauling. And as, as much as it is, as much fun as it is to cargo haul with pirates constantly attacking me, maybe I just do a, an easy route from Microtech to Hurston. Um, and I could see that starting to get more popular again. But I don't know, man. That's, it's going to be an exciting time. It's like never happened before in Star Citizen where they've actually had two different areas of the game that are so separated that people actually aren't going to see each other. Yeah, true. The most we've had is uh, when a new landing zone like New Babbage came out, then yeah. everybody was over there and, and, uh, and uh, Crusader was empty. And then they that's, brought a Crusader and it's opposite. And that's simple. That was like you, you spawn in at Orison, your friend spawns in at Hurston. You're like, okay, no problem. Ten minutes, I'll be over there. But like yeah. you spawn at Orison and your friend spawns at Pyro 1, that could be like an hour to try yeah. and meet up. <laughs> That's so, true. So it's definitely a major change. I don't even, I don't that, know what to expect. That makes me think more people are going to be living on their ships in Pyro. Yeah, I believe that. Which is why they want to get stuff like refueling and uh, I don't know about refining, but definitely refueling. It seems like they want to make sure is working well um, and possibly ship transport. I, didn't they say they were talking about the Liberator? being made ready for pyro because you'd need to be transporting small ships so much do you remember that if they did i wasn't aware of it uh i thought so I'd, I'd have to go and look that up again um but pyro is the second system of like a hundred plus that they have in lore that could be come into this game clearly it's taken a while to get here I think we both know that it's not like it's a linear they're not going to take 10 more years to do another star system um but would you have preferred to see less of these sort of building interiors and super complex cities if it meant that we could have had more planets and more systems already? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely take the <laughs> more planets and systems over some building yeah. interiors. They're unrelated, but yeah, if, if that was my, well, my little wish from the genie, yeah. Overall quality or quantity, I guess is what I'm asking. Oh, mm. I don't. I kind of hard for me to say because I like I love the quality. Like if if this game was what it was, this was the release version of a game, it would be worth forty five dollars for me if they just polished it up and everything yeah. worked perfectly. Mm -hmm. Size wise, yeah. Quantity, obviously, you know, we always want more stuff, but to sacrifice the level of quality. Uh, well, the perceived quality that we have right now, 
because we can look at what, what's available right now and say if they just polish this up, it'd be dope. Sacrifice that, I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard. And you got to be dangerous, and you got this right <laughs> giant planet with this little speck of a city that you can't do nothing in. I want to think that Starfield might be an example because they're kind of hitting that midpoint. They've got, I think, I think they said a hundred planets, um, or something like no, that. Way more than that. Yeah, I think they. Yeah. Was it a hundred systems? Like, I think they said a thousand planets. Okay, yeah, maybe it's a thousand planets. So like, it'll be interesting to see if they are able to hit that kind of midground of sort of some of the quality and detail that you get from star citizen but also the scale of elite dangerous obviously both of those are much more extreme than i think starfield would hit but i'm interested in seeing how they go about it because we don't really have that many examples of how you do planets in space games you know no man's sky elite dangerous star citizen what else is there ever space no uh imperion i think it's called I don't know of any other games, though, really, that do that. Do you? No, I don't. I think either way, at some point, it becomes No Man's Sky-esque. Um, like, how many different moons can you have? Or types right. of moons? You know, yeah. it starts to look the same at some point. Yeah, and, and packaging that up with some convincing con content, whether that's cities or buildings or outposts or whatever, is where the challenge really comes in. I'm, I'm so happy, though uh above all else just to see the way that they've taken star citizen and like they made tools for planets and they made tools for landing zones and then they made tools and i guess now they're making tools for the actual buildings it's like it yeah. actually it's starting to make sense how they can scale all of it up um what is your I want to get into the wish list section of this of this podcast. Okay. What is something you actually want to see when it comes to cities that you haven't seen any sign of? Could be anything. I want to see <clears throat> well, I think probably number 1 for a lot of people would be places where you can customize your ships, which I know sounds kind of obvious, but like I want to go to Cousin Crows and actually makes make a real customization to my ship that that matters i don't want to just throw on some uh i don't know better shields i want to see some things that matter that come out of those type of places so you're talking like change your like take off a, a wing or something like how much yeah just uh alter it in some visual and meaningful way like performance and aesthetic to where you know you can make your ship look like your own right. and that's what that's one of the things that we were talking about uh planets don't have enough to do that will make me go to planets go down to oris and cousin crows i can make i can get this custom this dope custom job on my ship that i can't get anywhere else um some social spaces not looking for vr chat but some <laughs> some spaces that makes that draw people in to hang out there in a way that makes sense, which it sounds like uh, that's what's going to be going on in these these skyscrapers that they told us about. Yeah. Um, we can gather and play some pool, play some video games, something like that, hang out at the bar, chit-chat. Uh, just some, like, I was about to say tourist traps, but, like, just 
traps that draw people in to congregate. I don't know what that would be besides video games and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of recreational stuff. But recreational stuff, that's a big thing for me. I think that's why Grand Theft Auto was so dope, because after the, all the shooting and the bang bang and all that stuff, people go hang out in the casinos and uh, like the, the yachts and... Yo, if there were like space casinos in this game, that would be, I don't know if they could do that because you can, I guess I wonder how they do that in Grand Theft Auto. Because you can purchase that money with real life. That'd be kind of a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. It's banned in um in some places. And I think that, I, I could be completely wrong about this. I think they have it, uh, uh, what do you call that, um, localized to where that doesn't work in some countries or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that recreational stuff, though. Like, we're all super pumped about regular gameplay, but it's going to be nice when this game is a little bit older and, like, you know, some days you just don't want to play. You just want to chill and you can go to a city and, like, kick back and actually just do something fun. Little mini games. Yeah, exactly, man. Trying to be a space janitor, you know? (laughs) I was just about to say that, man. (laughs) I'll take a, a menial job picking up. Those uh, those damn hospital gowns that everybody throws on the ground is I don't even know why we have those because as soon as you get out the bed you just throw it on the ground just strip it off yeah <laughs> yeah you know cleaning some well I was about to say cleaning some graffiti on the wall but then we'd have to have graffiti gameplay that gets a little too much <laughs> I don't know something some maintenance type of stuff yeah some stuff like, that takes you around the city you you know it'd be a cool mission is if you had to do use resource management to repair the uh the thrusters that keep orison up in the sky yeah like that kind of stuff work it into the lore of the city like that give me give me a job to fix the uh oh my god that's terrible to fix the um oh gosh what is it called i can't even say it because it's it's going to be messed up the i can't say it the 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 furnace i guess that you would use to dispose of bodies at <laughs> after they have expired <laughs> i don't know how to put it into a, <laughs> a good way <laughs> there's a word for it <laughs> are they cleaning the crematorium <laughs> i'm just saying like that feels like it would work perfectly in hurston you know like in loreville you're in just like yeah. the, the, the dirtiest area in the bottom and you're just moving dead bodies into the into the thing and it works perfectly because you know people are gonna have to do dead body deliveries now that we've got regeneration <laughs> going on and all this stuff. So, like, work that kind of stuff in. Make me feel like I'm living in that actual place. Yeah, that would be outstanding. Especially if they had stuff that you had to do because you got caught slipping. Uh, you had a crime stat. You were able to land. Somebody landed you in their ship. Now you stranded there. You got to work your way off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I f- I'm excited for the creativity they can have with this stuff. It honestly, I don't know what they're going to do with it. We're still at a super early phase but like it's fun to look at building interiors and kind of go crazy with the possibilities yeah Um, you can speculate the hell out of that stuff that they can do with that when it comes to the cities now i've asked you what you wanted to see and let's go past cities caves rivers outposts Mm -hmm. locations in general Mm. what are what are some things or something that you've seen that you're not really a big fan of and you're hoping that they change uh i don't want to be snuck up on by some creature while i'm chilling out in the cave all right <laughs> you hear me cig i'm not with that life not about that life that's gonna be rough man <laughs> the creatures they've anyway. already shown they're working on yeah don't look fun yeah 
my homeboy Azzy, which is funny, man, because he's like a super duper nice guy, kind of a black hipster a little bit. Azzy, we can't wait. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's right. Okay. Yeah, that dude, he he can't wait for that stuff. Just like, (laughs) I'm like, well, you will be there by yourself, man. So, yeah, some people are like, I just want to go out to a planet and hunt. I I don't even want to fly. Just put me out in the microtech forest and let me find a Boreal stalker. And I, I mean, I get it. This game attracts so many different types of people. It does. It really does, man. Like some people's idea, probably the first thing they thought when they mentioned the the buildings having interiors is like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to rob everybody. It's going to look like Die Hard. I'm going to round everybody <laughs> up, make them get butt naked and uh, run the jewels. I'm interested to see if you can do that and, and like how how interactive player housing is. How can you invite, can you give someone a key, quote unquote, they have access to your apartment or does it have to be like do you have to be at the door for it to be loaded in can you can people come over and like leave their own stuff there how interactive does do these apartments get i was looking at a man i'm I'm making all the points for my video but i was looking around (laughs) the hospitals and they have uh, each of the rooms has door codes they're not interactable right now but i can see the residential halls having the same thing with door codes possibly being able to hack them Sell that information. That'd be cool. Sell that information. Hey, dope, hey, I heard, I heard you hated this person. I found out where they live. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess up everything that they have in the game. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we're coming up on the hour mark here. I want to ask you a couple more questions to, to finish things off. Go for it. What are your plans for the rest of the year when it comes to content? I'm I'm completely switching things up. We're 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 talking okay. about you now. What are what is your view of making content for Star Citizen and in general going forward? I want to move. I want to switch over from being the guy who makes uh, Star Citizen content from the guy or to the guy who makes content about there's content that includes Star Citizen. With what I mean by that is. Uh, I think I've done enough and there's enough new people coming in to do the uh the how to do this, how to do that, the the nuts and bolts of the game to covering it from a a perspective like more of a, a an overhead perspective rather than um dice in it like showing you how to turn your ship on stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's such an interesting game um that has a lot going forward and impacts the industry without having to just talk about you know how to go to the microtech river it's it's a uh, it, it's something that's never been attempted before by anybody and i think it i, I would love to talk about it from the aspect of it, it, it like the games industry aspect of it rather than just uh you know regular tutorials yeah instead of talking to everybody who's already obsessed with it Sure, yeah, that news to the choir. Who are just yeah, looking into it, man. It's good luck. <laughs> as, <laughs> as much as much as it's fun to like, I w- I want to talk about some of the stuff that happens in this game with other people, because there are some things like this game's far behind other games in some ways, but in other ways, it's doing things that are really unique, and it's so dang hard to bring those things up in a normal conversation, because you know, you know how it is. We yeah. immediately gets off course talking about how long it's taken or how much money it is or something like that. And you're like, I just want to talk about the cool parts. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think you've come at a at a really cool angle 
it was one that I wanted to do before I started noticing your videos. Um, you started rounding everybody up doing these interviews, which I wanted to do because I came from Elite Dangerous. And I had always wanted to be on those shows where they had like the top, I don't know, five, ten content creators doing a roundtable session. Mm. I thought that was dope, but I never followed through with that on this. And I love how you're doing it. You, you're crushing it in that podcast extraordinaire, <laughs> which I think will move uh, move on to some other opportunities for you. Thank you. It's dude, the podcast is is great. It's uh, I don't know how it was in Elite Dangerous, but like, there's so many people making content for Star Citizen. And there's so many like unique perspectives that you end up coming across on YouTube. It's a lot of fun to bring people on and just like talk to them about like what was going through your mind when you made that that video. Because mm. different perspectives, man. Yeah, I love that. That's cool, man. Um, cool. You're doing it well. Thank you, thank you. So, are you are you you kind of said that you wanted to be doing content about Star Citizen too? You think about doing other games again? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I want to start including definitely everybody wants to start including Starfield. Who doesn't want to do Starfield <laughs> content? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, man, Starfield's going to kill Star Citizen. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Star Citizen has a Starfield problem because people, I don't know why, people haven't got it and understanding that they're not direct competitors, not competitors at all. I don't even think that comp that Starfield competes with Squadron 42. It's closer because they're a single player games in a space setting but uh starfield is his own thing man yeah i think it's kind of it would be wild to try and play them the same way uh <laughs> yeah. i fully expect starfield to be a very gamified space experience uh with depth to it whereas with star citizen i expect to be working to to do i mean it's like it's a space sim you know it's not an rpg right I love that you said that gamified, dude. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. I had both a long comment. Oh yeah, definitely in in their own rights. I had this super long comment <laughs> yesterday. This guy, he was saying something about Star Citizen is doing it wrong. They don't have enough RPG elements, and I'm like, well, see, there's this confusion about what star citizen is and i don't know if that's not us doing our job or if it's cig not doing their job on letting people know what it is because people accuse them of having this huge marketing machine i don't really see where where that comes into play because people outside of uh guys or people who are looking up our videos you know you like videos about star citizen don't know they never heard of it I used to work, uh, man, was that the last job I worked? I used to work at Amazon, and I used to talk to people who called themselves gamers. I was like, yo, you heard of Star Citizen? They was like, no, what the hell is that? Like, nobody has heard of this game. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's not, not very popular. Because um, I was just thinking the other day about when you're talking to somebody who's streaming or getting into streaming, a lot of times there will be, like, you're off game, but many of the times if somebody's starting to stream they're doing like you know like valorant chatting uh maybe fortnite fifa i don't actually know how much people stream fifa but like there's a there's like a set group of like 20 games maybe 20 to 25 games that people love to stream and you look at a mm -hmm. game like star citizen and how few people it's attracting right now uh and, and how like you said how few people know about it 
and yeah. the scale you don't realize the scale and it's crazy how many people there are out there ready to pick up new games versus how many people there are out there looking for a specific game you know and that's yeah. why marketing is so important it really is and i wonder if they just waiting to crank up a marketing machine when the game is ready to go oh man it makes sense because it's kind of hard to <laughs> Yo, imagine this. Just imagine if they were trying to market this to the general public right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Be rough. It'd be rough. This is one of those games where you, you just uh like you throw out the free flies and then you just let them sift through the grinder, get beat up, and then like that handful of sand that you you put down the grinder, you got like a a, a teaspoon left. That to hang out there and still play the game. <laughs> They're just punching everyone as they go through the process. Be like, can you can you make it? You gonna get past this? Yeah, man. And that's it's kind of a problem they've had. Like the new player experience getting improved is is good because they need to make it easier. But I, it's it's a good thing, you know what you're saying that like this is a a test of patience because as much fun as we have with the game, it's pretty obvious it's not ready for wide adoption and like if they did try to push it to a lot more people, they'd probably end up with less people trying it later when it's actually ready. That's true. One thing I do like about the fact that, um, you know, we're here for, we're, we're, we're not pioneering, but we're here during the rough times, right? So there's going to be something to be said for that when the game is finally finished. But the other thing, <laughs> the other thing about that is it weeds out a lot Star Citizen chat can get a little toxic, just like any other game. But it weeds out a big proportion of what we could be facing with that stuff in the game. Weeds out, like, the little kids. It weeds out just people who can't handle, uh, you know, dealing with, with an alpha game. It weeds those people out, and it makes the experience a little bit better right now. Yeah, that's actually the community is the only reason most people st stick around, I imagine. Like, the game is so difficult to get into and learn about. Like, if there weren't constantly people around ready to answer your questions and help you, I don't think, I don't think it would have survived. It's tough, man. Yeah. So I think Elite, Elite Dangerous is a good gateway drug for Star Citizen. Because Elite, it, uh, if it's your sp first uh, space sci-fi game, excellent game. But then at some point, you start to outgrow it. And mm -hmm. you're looking for things that it doesn't have. And then voila, Star Citizen. Yeah. Well, that's how, like, we were talking about Starfield earlier. That's how I feel that's going to be. People are like, Starfield's mm. going to hurt Star Citizen. Starfield's going to help Star Citizen. It's going to help Star Citizen, No Man's Sky, Elite Dangerous, Space Engineers, Hard Space, like, all these games that people don't know about because, like we just said, people aren't looking for games. They're just playing it if it's in front of them. Like, those people are going to play Starfield and be like, dang, this game is dope, but I can't fly down to that planet. Or this game is sick, but I can't actually yeah. like jump from my spaceship onto that spaceship. I see it on the subreddit, man. You'd be like, you'll be scrolling through Starfield discussion, and somebody will be like, "Oh, I really, I really hope that like they make ships that have on ramps so that we could drive a vehicle into the ship. How cool would that be to carry it somewhere else?" And you're like, these people are looking for the experience, but it's not ready and not marketed to them. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, man. Starfield is probably going to also be a pretty good gateway drug for uh, at least some people. Definitely, man. You'll hit the 
hit the boundaries or as I call it, the seams, like most games have, you start to see the seams, the limitations of what you can do. Yeah. And then star citizens are going to go further, pop those open. Yeah, man. Well, dig, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Appreciate you coming on, dude. And, uh, as we've been talking about the whole episode, you do your own content on YouTube. Do you, and you do streams, do you stream on Twitch or just on YouTube? Just on YouTube. Cool. Well, can you let everybody know where they can find all that stuff? You can find me at the strip club on 56 and Broadway. All right, you can find me on YouTube. <laughs> Dig that 32. Somebody's going to go there. Find. They're going to go looking for you. <laughs> like, are you. Is this the right state? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know you said you're getting away from the tutorials, but I really like the, the One Minute Citizen videos. I think they are really nice for like sharing quick tutorials with people. So if you guys are looking for how to do things, check out this channel. But also if you're just looking for like good gameplay commentary and some, some looks into new features, I would drop by. It's good stuff. Always a great voice to listen to and entertaining videos, man. Appreciate you, boss. Appreciate that, man. Course, I ain't dude. stopping to you tutorials yet. I, I still got to put the game plan together, so they'll be out there. Gonna come, need a lot this year. Boy a visit. I think. I think we're gonna need quite a few. So that should. Do be you a think good... that that? Do you think that the new uh, new player experience is not gonna cut it? It's only gonna cut it for a little. Like that's only gonna be thirty minutes of gameplay or something. I think that's mm. gonna stop once you reach your first mission. So when it comes to other things like the cargo refactor learning how to move stuff around with that, getting like a multi-tool, doing the salvage, like all that kind of stuff, I think we'll still need them. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again for joining me, dude. Um, Everybody else, this has been episode 91 of the Launch Sequence Podcast. We are still on the road to 100. Good times. I've got something special planned for that. We're putting it together, me and Mrs. Tomato, over the next couple of months. So keep an eye out and uh, make sure to drop by the YouTube channel if you'd like. If you're watching this on YouTube, check out the audio platforms, Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be. It's uh, ad-free and supported by our supporters who are also sitting here watching live and and chatting with us. So thanks, everybody, for coming and listening. Thanks, supporters, for keeping this going. Dig that. Thank you for giving us a great hour of entertainment. (laughs) And I'll catch you all on next episode next week.